Welcome Let's everyone to the Kingdom REI Podcast. I'm your host, Ellis Hammond, founder of the Kingdom REI Mastermind. And this show really is to inspire, equip, and empower kingdom leaders like yourself to unleash greatness. And that is literally the guest I have on today, a man that has personally inspired, empowered me, uh, given me permission to be great. And listen, let me just apologize um, to anyone who's listening today, if you came here not ready to uh, to be transformed, um, to change, to become better, to be inspired, to be great, I'm sorry because that's what's about to happen today. Like that's uh, right. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, listen, I, I was in. I just recorded a show before this. Before I introduce this guest, let me show you how I'm prepared for this show. I literally packed all my stuff up, came to a new office so that I could stand up for this interview. Like that's how excited I am to introduce you to our guest today, Dr. Billy Osbrook. He is a world influencer, a motivational speaker. His stuff has been viewed on YouTube over 40 million times. He's uh, the author of a book called Blessed and Unstoppable, The Blueprint for Success. Guy is I'm telling you what you're about to get today is going to be world-class, and I'm so, so excited to introduce the King Marta community, Dr. Billy Allsbrook. What's up, brother? Man, thank you, bro. To God be the glory. We're going to start it off right, man. God still moves. God still moves. I appreciate you for having me on, Ellis. Let's man, get it, man. I'm, I'm fired up and I'm ready. To this. I've up. been looking forward to this. I hate that it's 4 o'clock here and because I, I really wanted the full eight hours of just full motivation from you, man. But I'm, I'm going to record this. I'm going to listen to it tomorrow and start my day. So There we go. There we go. There we go. Bro, so here's the thing, man. I uh, Let me just do this because I can tell the vibe already. We're going to get rocking. Let me just pray. Mm -hmm. Ask God to bless this and we'll get going. Lord, thank Let's you for it. this day and I pray for your anointing. I know that we're going to get tons of motivation from from Billy, and I pray that God, it would you would use that motivation in His words to not just inspire God, but transform us to be great, Lord, because we're made in Your image. And I pray that in Christ's name, Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, that's so, right. All right, brother. So walk us back, man. There's a couple things we we talked about. What we want to get into today. What does it mean to be great? Mm -hmm. How to how to become great? Why we should be great? But dude, I want to hear about who was Billy. Walk us back before you were a world influencer, 40 million views on YouTube. Um, tell us a little bit about your story, man. And maybe people don't get to hear if they look you up on Spotify, see all your your songs right. and your, your, you know what I mean, your motivation. Who was Billy? Man, you know, before uh, I started doing motivation, man, I was in the music business. I was, you know, rap artist. Um, I had songs on Billboard, music producer, songwriter. Um, you know, I had my own radio show produced for multi-gold and platinum acts, but I was immersed in the world, you know, the world's um, version of success and pursuing, aggressively pursuing that, you know what I'm saying? I was in the Hollywood, you know, lifestyle and the whole, uh, you know, drug, thug, gang, bang, all of that. That was, uh, you know, that was my life, man. I was, I was being used by the, the Lord of destruction, right, back then. But now we serve the Lord of construction, you know, so, mm. man, I was just immersed in that, man, chasing it hard, you know, um, blind, you know, I bought into the world's lie, you know, if you had the money to cause and, and all of that, man, people will love you, respect you and, and, and the, the inside will, you know, be whole if you get all these things. I bought into that lie, 120 beasts hold all in, I bought in, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like I bought in on, you know, and, and uh, I didn't realize like that 
God is not against us having things, man. He's against those things having us. Mm-hmm. And, and and back in the day, man, those things had me, man. It was, you know, I got up every single morning and it was like, let's get it. You know, like, how do I get that next dollar? You know, and and I didn't really have any any morals, man. I would run over whoever got in the way, man. It was like, you know, I had this goal, this dream of being the top, you know, in that music business, getting the next hit record, the next, you know, club gig, whatever it was, man. It would just run over, you know, the street life. Whoever's in the way, it don't matter. I mean, if they ain't with our clique, we ride over them you know and that that was my mentality and I'm kind of embarrassed of it really to be honest that 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 was the way I was thinking back then I was just dumb and young and dumb you know saying young and dumb but God is good man and he brought me out of that lifestyle and 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 put the mic where you grew up that was the culture that that was the the influencers you had on your life that was the models that was set for you Is, is is that where that came from my mother, my mother and father, they raised me right. You know what I mean? They they put me in a church and they instilled the right things in me, man. But, you know, I grew up down in um, my my sophomore year. I moved to, to Fort Lauderdale, Miami. And and then the street heroes, when I got down in the street, you know, gangsters and heroes, they became my 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 the people that I looked up to. You know what I mean? And and I started following their ways and, and falling into their traps and believing their lies and falling into their stories and turning my back on what my mother and father had planted in me. But the word says, train up a child in the way he should go. When he grows old, he will not depart from it, right? So they put the right stuff in me. So eventually it was going to come back around, which it did. But I had to go. That's kind of like the you know prodigal son. Man. I had to go off and make the mistakes and you know be the knucklehead and, 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 and fall flat you know on my face you know, over and over and over before I, I realized, hey, this ain't working. Something's off, you know, and and that's basically what happened, man. The, the way I got out of that lifestyle really um, was God intervened, man. My, my father passed away in front of me unexpected in 2017. Wow. He had a stroke and, and I saw it all. Like one minute he's here, 10 minutes later, he's gone, man. I saw the whole transition, the struggle, the breed, all of that, you know, and it just rocked me at the core. You know, and I started thinking about, you know, where in life am I going? What am I doing? And, and I started questioning everything. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, man, I knew I was going to make a change. I was like, I got to do something different. You know, this can't be um, my end story. Because, I, you know, at the same time, my dad um, died. I was burying, you know, gangster after gangster friends of mine, you know, 20-something people, you know, either been murdered, OD'd or something. You know what I mean? Just every day it was another another friend oh did you hear about so-and-so he got killed last week or you know so-and-so I mean it was just a constant thing that we almost became numb to you know so so when my dad died I re-examined the whole thing I realized hey you know life is real life is precious and and you don't get a second shot at these things and 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 losing my dad is really what brought that thing into perspective you know um the the one thing I always tell everybody that really made me think because see questions will will take you wherever you want to go you just got to ask the right question Mm. right And, and the I got asked two questions and it wasn't about me. It was about my dad, but I turned those questions around on myself and that began to, you know, initiate the change that God was trying to do. And, and where it started was in the funeral home. You know, I went there like two days after my dad um, had passed away to make the arrangements and the funeral director put, you know, two pieces of paper across the table for me. He said, I need you to fill these two papers out. One is I need you to come up with three, um, two to three sentences for your dad's gravestone for the head marker. Like, you know, sum his life up in two to three sentences. What do you want us to write? And then the other paper was, I need you to give me two or three paragraphs of his life. Sum up his whole you know, achievements and, and what he's done and all that for the obituary, right? So I had to come up with two, two different things for my dad, but I turned those questions around for myself. And I said, you know, if I die right now, what would be on my headstone? 
And then I turned it around. If I died right now, what will be in my obituary? And I realized um, life is all about legacy. Like, what are we going to leave when we're gone? You know what I mean? Like when my dad died, the, the old saying, there was no U-Haul next to the, to the grave site. <laughs> you can't take it with you, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I, I realized all the stuff that I was chasing at that time didn't mean anything. Like I would have traded everything that I had for one more second with my dad. You know what I mean? And I realized, I was like, hold on, I got this whole thing. I got my, my, my perspective, my context is all wrong. You know, the, the only reason we're here is to make this place better than we found it. You know what I mean? Like that's our only objective here on earth is to leave this place better than we found it. And I realized my my real net worth was how much I'm sowing into those around me, how much I'm helping others. You know, that's my real network. If I'm not helping others, if I'm not sowing life into others, I got no real network, no matter what my bank account says. And I realized that then. So I, I, I was like, I'm going to chase, you know, legacy and making a difference instead of making a dollar. I know if I add value to people's lives, and I make the world a better place, money will come find me. Money stalks value, right? So if I add value to people's life, money will come find me. And I just, I had it in the wrong order. I had money here and people somewhere like three or four down the, the list. So I had to put people back at the top, you know, God's plan, then people, you know, serving and, and loving our neighbor and then put the money underneath. And as I mentioned before, God's not against us having money. He's against these things having us. And I just had it in the wrong order. And, and losing my dad the way I did, man, it set me on this trajectory, you know, to do the motivation and, and see it in the proper context. You know? Where did, so, okay, man, I love that story. Thanks for bringing us there. I'm curious. It seems like okay, that and that inspired you, you just said to start with this motivational content. Did you mm-hmm. always know that you had this message, this, mm. I mean, it's a gift, man, right? To be on stages and inspire people. Were you were you inspiring people on the street back in the day, and and then it turned? I, me, where did you? Yeah, when I look back, color? when I look back, man, God is is amazing, man. You know how He sets things up. You know, Steve Jobs said at one of the the graduation uh, speeches he gave that you can never connect the dots going forward. Like things don't make sense. You can only connect them going back, looking back and seeing how things lined up. And from the time I was like five years old, my mother and father they were in Amway. So we would go around to these big conventions and seminars all over the country, listening to the greatest speakers of all time. At that time, like on stage, I'd be on the front row with them, five years old, listening. And I didn't know, see, God was pouring that stuff in way back in the day. And as I went through, you know, the different stages of my life, like in football, I, I always got the the most spirited award, like, you know, firing the other 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 teammates up. I, I didn't put two and two together like, hey, this is a call. And I was just, you know, love football and, and love winning. But right. these things were all showing throughout my life, the, you know, encouragement. And even in the music business, I always took a different direction, tried to go the independent route, encourage those around, you know, me to keep keep pushing when their careers, were, you know, maybe weren't turning out the way they wanted them in the beginning, just to keep pushing on through. So I always kind of had that in there, but I never saw it like a profession, a call, and never saw it like that's going to be my future is doing this, right. you know. Some people would even mention that to me. They're like, oh, you're going to be a pastor or you're going to be a speaker. And I'd be like, I'd argue with them. I'm like, no, 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 not me. But, you know, some people can see it before we can see it. Man. And, yeah. and um, but I'm glad to be here, man. I, I found a calling, man, and there's nothing else in this world I'd rather do than speak and write and, um, you know, just, you know, perform and teach and impact. Man, this is my thing. I've tried to take as much um of my passions and things that set me on fire and put them in my in my craft in my work so anything that i'm doing everywhere i look it's something that sets me on fire 
You know what I mean? Like if it doesn't set me on fire, I need to examine it and say, hold on, that, that might not need to be in my, my repertoire, or my daily routine. I need everything in my daily routine to set me on fire in some kind of way to, you know, to ignite that passion because I know that's where the edge is. You know, we're always looking for the edge. How do we have an edge over the competitors? It's do your passion, be in that fire, that flame. And if you can get that flame ignited on the inside, you have a shot at that greatness you were talking about earlier. And that's where that greatness starts, man, is that fire. So that's, this is so good, man, because this is one of the questions I want to ask you. Like, is this you or is this the made up you that people see on stage? And, and, and I know I know the answer. You're going to say, no, this is me. Nah, it's me. And if that's the case, you know, how does someone listen and say, this dude is either nuts or he's got more energy? Like, how do we tap? Like, how do you personally, man, get to that place every day where you're on the road 15 20 times a day mm -hmm. uh, out of the month mm -hmm. and be dialed in to to the dr billy Osbrook that people are needing and wanting right like that greatness that right has clearly made you a f famous on the internet and you know everywhere like how do we how do you tap into that that we also might listen and say man i i just feel tired during the day man you know what i'm saying like right right right, that right today what right talk right. to us I, I think, you know, studying people and, and studying greats and, and, you know, the people that come to the seminars and the things they have struggled with, I noticed that people tend to do this thing backwards. What they do is they look for money first, like I need a job, so what pays so I can cover my bills, and then try to figure out how to be passionate about what they're doing, right? Now, I did it in reverse. I, you know, by default, I'm, I'm going to be honest, like by default, I didn't know what I was doing, but God was lining it all up. I was doing this every single day from like 2000 on. Um, I was reading at personal development. I just love reading. And I, I, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad in like um, January of 2000 by Robert Kiyosaki. And in that book, he talked about us not being uh, prepared for the real world. Like that school doesn't prepare us for what, you know, happening outside of school. They don't prepare us for that. They prepare us to get a job. And he's like, we need to self-educate ourselves on financial matters and in every aspect of our life, the things that we're not taught. So from 2000 on, man, I stayed in a bookstore like two to three hours every single day. I would go there and just take notes. And it wasn't to, to be a speaker. It wasn't to write a book. I just loved it. Right. So I was doing all these things individually that I loved and woke up one day and I was like, man, I love all this stuff here. How do I package up what I love, what I'm already doing? And how do I add value in a way that somebody will you know, pay me for it? And then I can pay my bills and stuff like that from the thing that I'm already passionate about. Like I couldn't stay out on the road 14, 15, 16 days a month if I wasn't passionate about what I do. I'm not manufacturing the passion. The passion is, is authentic and organic. I manufacture the ways to bring the income stream from it. You know what I'm saying? And most people have that reversed. So I always tell people, if you want greatness and if you want that next level of success, it starts with fire, right? It starts with fire. Find the fire on the inside of you. What am I most passionate about? What would I do if money was not a factor? If somebody wasn't going to pay me, what would I do, right? And then take the entrepreneurial mind and bring it into that passion and say, okay, now how do I package this up in a way to give value to people that need what I, what I can provide? You know what I'm saying? Or look out and say, okay, what does the world need? Where is, the, where is the value? And then how does that fit into my passion? And then figure out a way to you know, design a company or design a product or a teaching program, whatever it is, design it around that passion. And then you stand a shot at that greatness because greatness takes hours and hours of reps and consistently you know consistency and discipline and these kind of things and if you're not passionate about what you're doing you're going to struggle all along that path it's hard enough when you do love what you're doing to make it to get through that grind much less if you're doing something that you can't stand 
right? So if you look at all the greats, man, they were passionate. You know, you you don't you didn't have to tell Kobe Bryant, man, to go to practice. You didn't have to tell Michael Jordan, man, hey, you out of practice today. Like these guys just love the game, man. You know what I mean? And because they loved it so much, people would actually come and pay for them. People Billy, would gather around to see them. You know, and I think about the greats, and my mind goes to those guys. But those guys had incredible mm-hmm. passion with incredible mm-hmm. hard work and incredible talent. Mm-hmm. And my question, mm-hmm. like, would be like. How much does talent play into this? And how much do you realize, hey, maybe I'm passionate about this, but I'll never make money at this. Where, You know what I'm saying? Like, where does mm-hmm. that differ for you? Or what, 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 how does that in your mind come up? I think, we, I think we all have a gift. God has given us all something, right? To, you know, to, to further his kingdom and purposes and plans and to make an impact and make a difference in people's life to add value. We all have it. Now we have to search and we have to seek. Seeking you will find. We have to knock on that door. We have to pray to God. We have to get in his presence in order to understand the things that are on the inside of us. Now, once we discover that, right, once God pulls the scales back and says, hey, son, this is who you are. This is your talent. This is your gift. Then we bring in the financial aspect, the entrepreneurial mind, as I was mentioning before, and say, okay, how can we package this thing up? You know, maybe... There's another field, like for instance, I modeled a lot of this stuff that I'm doing here in the motivation after the things I learned in music. You know, I didn't really, you know, model my business after a motivational speaker. I modeled after like a recording artist. Like I'm on tour, just like I would do when I was, uh, 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 you know, in the rap business, right? I modeled it after that, not after the speaker, because if I model it after everything else that everybody else is doing, I'm gonna be just like everybody else and there's gonna be no separation, right? But if I'm in my own space, doing my own lane, doing what I'm really, really passionate about and what I know, what I've been um, called to do, man, I'm, I'm kind of in that space where I'm alone. There's no really competition of being you. Like you are the best version of you and nobody can be a better version than you, of you, right? So that was my thing every day was getting up and saying, how much of me is me? Right. How much of me today is me? Like, because most of the time we get up and we're somebody else. We're, the world tells us we need to be this person. Uh, maybe the, the friends and family t- or the relationship people tell us we need to be this person, whatever it is. I get up every day and say, how much of you is you? Right. How much on, you know, how much on fire do you want to be today? I got to make sure every single day I'm on fire to do the things that I want to do at a high level. And I, when I come in a room and speak for four hours, man, I've got to be dialed in and be me and authentic because if there's one ounce of inauthenticity in my message, people are going to sniff it out. You know what I mean? You have to be real. You have to be you. Success starts with being comfortable with who you truly are. And I, I didn't get that overnight. I struggled with that for years, like buying into that verse that God says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. I didn't buy into that verse for a long time. You know, even when I found the gift and people started, you know, you know, coming to me and saying, man, you can speak and wow and all this. Like I, I bought into, okay, that's God speaking, right? That's not me, but I don't like the packaging that he put it in. Like I would argue with God all day long, like, Lord, you put this in the wrong person. Cause I don't look like everybody else in, in, in the speaking. I don't look like this and I don't wear the suit and the tie and I ain't come from Harvard and Yale. I don't have that dialect and, and all this. I don't have that, you know? And I would argue with him all day. Because I hadn't bought into that truth. See, the truth will set us free. And the truth was, God said to me, in my spirit, you're fearfully and wonderfully made, except the way I made you. There's a reason I made you this way. And then when I did that, then it all began to make sense. Because when I went into motivational speaking, in the beginning, I was looking what was already out there and trying to fit myself into that. 
Mm-hmm. Rather than saying, okay, God, where do you want me to be? Put me where you want me to be, mm-hmm. right? And that's what happened when the scales came off. It was like, okay, I didn't call you to be over there. I called you to go to those guys that you used to rap with that's in the street, like the slinging drugs that, you know, are dodging bullets every night. I called you to go speak to that person. Or I called you to go to this prison over here and they're not going to take it from somebody in a suit. And they need somebody they can connect with and I'm going to send you over there. You know what I mean? Like things like that. And I realized, okay, that all the stuff that I thought were were uh, weaknesses and flaws and inefficiencies and, and deficiencies were all part of his strategy. And these were the strengths that I thought were weaknesses. They were actually the strengths, man. Yeah, that's so powerful, man. Like, and I talk about this a lot in terms of personal brain and finding your niche, mm-hmm. like the, mm-hmm. and, and you're speaking to it, man, because I think we try, like we, we have models, we have mentors, mm-hmm. but yet we had to realize the, the, the freedom of that. We can have mentors and aspire to be someone like in our industry, but what makes us unique is us like and to not right. lose that man and you that's right that. and, I, and guys i hope you're listening like this guy is not just like some motivational speaker like this dude is a biblical scholar like he's got his degree in bible ministry he's been awarded you know uh honorary doctorate like this guy is knows his stuff and and so billy one of the things i want to ask you man and and you talked about greatness a lot and you know we have a mastermind community and the thing i find dude is people come into this I'm like, what's your goals? And they tell me, and I'm thinking, and those are so small. <clears throat> and in there, in you know, they have, oh, I'm gonna do. I'm thinking big, and they tell me that. And I'm like, that's so small. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Like the world, man, has just, and and maybe it's the world. And I would even go so far as sometimes even the church has beat on us to say, don't be great. Like, there's a word, there's a whisper that says, don't be great. Like, don't be great. Like there's something almost unbiblical or there's Mm -hmm. something ungodly, I think is a better word of like, we're, we're, we're scared that we're going to become God by trying to focus on being great. I mean, I just want to hear from you today. Like, is it okay for people to aspire to be great? Amen. And why? What we're warned with here is religion, not, not the word, not God. We're, we're warring with religion. Religion has put these barriers up. God didn't invent that. Like God is great, right? We, are we not made in his image? Aren't everything we're supposed to do should reflect and, you know, magnify his greatness. Like our victories, our overcoming, our successes, they are designed to call attention to the kingdom of God, right? Like I, I'll show you a verse right here. You, you just mentioned, I just happen to have it sitting here. Genesis 12, 2, it says, and I will make thee a great nation. And I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. So what is the purpose of greatness and us being great is so that we can be a blessing to others, right? If we're going to run out to the world and say, hey, let me tell you about how great my God is. But they see us broke, divorced, sick, cancers, all that, right? If they see all this stuff on us, they're like, man, I got that already without your God, (laughs) right? You feel me? I got that already. What you what you talking about? Right. But if they see us, man, and they see us overcome, you know, situations, for instance, like say you're in bankruptcy, man, and God brings you out of it, put you on top, makes you a millionaire. And they say, man, I remember when you was bankrupt. How'd you do that? Well, let me tell you about my God. Right. You, You pull up in a nice car, man. Nice car. Well, let me tell you who gave me this car. Now I've got I've got a I've got an in route to speak, you know, about God and his glory through this person. See the world, they they see with their eyes. That's why in the in the Bible there had to be miracles because the non-believers had to, they walk by sight, right? Uh, you know, the miracles now are our victory so that the world can see and say, how did that happen? You know, you had stage four cancer, now you don't have it. How did that happen? They said you had a one percent chance to live. How did that happen? Let me tell you about my God. 
You see, everything that we do, every victory that we have, man, that's the calling card. That's the marketing strategy that God uses to bring people to him, man. So we have to be great. It's not a, look, if, if anybody says, if anybody says there's righteousness and poverty, they don't know the word, right? They don't really know the word, man. Somebody has taught them a lie and they bought into it. The Lord takes joy in the prosperity of his servant, right? So we know that God can't give us sin, right? So if he's like rewarding us for being righteous with prosperity, then, then prosperity is not the sin. It's our hearts and what we do with that prosperity that becomes the sin, mm. right? So pe people that say that, you know, we're supposed to be, there's some kind of uh, righteousness in, in, in being broke. It's actually a selfish thought system, right? People say to me all the time, well, I just want enough to get by, just enough to pay my bills and I'm okay. Okay, you're right. You're okay. But what about the man that's going to come to you tomorrow and say, listen, man, I'm about to lose my family. We're about to be kicked out on the streets because we can't pay the rent, right? Now, if we don't do our job and step into our greatness, we can't help that man. If we say, okay, you know, as long as I'm okay, then if I could just do this, right? That's a selfish way of thinking, right? God, that verse right here says, I'll make your name great so you can be a blessing to others. See, we got to get in that word. The word shall set us free. What does the word say? My people perish for a lack of knowledge. We got to get this knowledge, this real knowledge, this real truth in us. And, and then go out there and use it to build the kingdom and construct the purposes and the plans of God every single day. So the, going back to that for, and let's connect this, Billy, this is so good. I'm rapping with this man who God has made you, right? Like you saw coming, you saw, like you, you got clear what we leave is we don't, we can't take it with us, but what we can leave mm -hmm. behind is significance. Right. Who am right. I got connected you. I'm a powerful speaker. You sort of connecting right. the dots. Mm -hmm. realizing now, okay, God has actually given me permission to be great. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about that, man. Like what, it, like as you're speaking, as you're meeting entrepreneurs, like, okay, I'm getting it. You've given me permission. Is, is there a real blueprint to this though? Like you've written a book called the blueprint. And my question is, right, is right. there really a blueprint or is this just like some people get this mentally and some don't, or is there something we can actually follow? No, there's actual there's actual laws, man. Like in, in my book, the, the the blessing unstoppable, the blueprint for your success. I've laid out 31 biblical laws and principles that govern success. If you study greatness, you will see these principles sprinkled in in every single person's life. You cannot have success without having the biblical truths and the principles that God put in place. It's just like gravity. Like God put that law of gravity in place. He put the laws of success and the things that govern success in place. And when we violate them or become unaware, if we're unaware of them, we tend to struggle and to fall in, into uh, disarray and chaos. But when we come in alignment with them, things begin to come together and, and, and success and prosperity begin to open up and, and are attracted to us. And it's really just about laying out his, his, you know, his word and walking it out every single day in the way that he's He's taught us to do it, man. So feed us, Billy. Like, come on, man. We got some time here today, bro. Not that yeah, we yeah, I got all you. of them. And I know you got this laid out on the internet everywhere, but I want I want people to get fed today. They can walk away from this episode. And guys, go blessingunstoppable.com. I'm going to be just pumping Billy up right here, man. Like, you got to go listen to stuff on Spotify. He's got playlists there that you can leave this episode after this episode, of course, and go listen to hours of his content um i'm telling you it's the real deal this is and, and hope you hear me and, and i hate that i even have to 
apologize for this, but I know it's going to come off and some people are going to think, well, oh, the prosperity gospel. Oh, they mm. just preaching the prosperity gospel. You better stop because you done listen to me way too many times to know that's not the case. But I think also what I want to elevate in your mind today is that there is greatness inside of you that we are not tapping into because you in the back of your mind someone says don't be a prosperity gospel believer and that's limiting you from actually that's being right. great in experiencing and prospering in the kingdom of god for the kingdom of god and so i just want to say i know that voice is there and i want this episode to overcome that voice while at the same time being aware that, hey, yes, people have abused this, but that should not stop you from unleashing the greatness inside of you. That's what I want Billy here today for. So, dude, feed us today, man. Let me start with this, because um, we, we were talking about the, the prosperity, and, and, and that thing runs all across the Christian community. They, they debate this all day. Now, listen, there is a weapon that the believer, the Christian has against being owned by the enemy through by ways of greed and, and these things. It's not the prosperity that people have the problem with. It's the other stuff, the greed and the, and the heart being in the wrong place, right? Now, what we have to do, the believer, to protect himself, what we have to do is we have to have a relationship with God, right? Here's the thing. Can God trust you with prosperity? That's the real question. It's not whether prosperity is right or wrong. Money is neutral. It's only going to magnify what you already are. You understand? If I'm a thief, if I'm a, if I'm a, a crook, if I'm a selfish person and I get money, I'm just going to be a bigger one, right? If I'm a, a, a God-fearing man who loves God, who follows every single line that he puts in that book, if I have a relationship and I, and I try to, you know, give him my heart and let him lead my path and I get money, I'm just going to be a bigger blessing in that kingdom. So it's not the money. Money is just a tool. It's a hammer, right? It's a hammer to, to construct and build with. It's not to hoard. We're not, we're not talking about, hey, let's get a whole bunch of money and put it up and just say how rich we are. That's not, that's not, the, that's not legacy. That's not the legacy that I'm trying to lead. The, the, the legacy I'm trying to do is build the kingdom and make this place better. And of course, we need resources to do it, right? We need, when, when people are out on the street, you know, 200, 400, 500, when I was out in LA, man, it's tent city everywhere. I mean, tent city, homeless people everywhere. Now, we as believers got to get out of these pews and, and, and with these nice suits on and get out there in the trenches and, and take the stuff that we got, the blessings that God puts on us and make an impact and get these people, you know, in positions that God can help them and get them off the streets and show them that God is real. So the weapon the believer has against the greed and, and, and being sucked in by the what they call the prosperity gospel, man, it's relationship, it's love, and it's giving. If we do those three things right there, money cannot have us. It starts with relationship. Victory is established in our alone time with God. I say this everywhere I go. You know, we don't go to church. We are the church, first of all, right? We might go to a building, to assemble, to congregate, because we do not forsake the assembly, as the word says, to strengthen our brother and strengthen our sister and our family, strengthen our community, right? We come together for that. But it cannot be uh, traded in. We can't trade our relationship, our one-on-one -on -one relationship for going to some building, right? We've got to have that one-on-one -on -one time. Victory's established in the alone time. Now, where did I discover my calling? Where did it all begin to make sense, right? When did I do that? It's when I started spending alone time with God every single day, 15, 20 minutes a day, getting alone in the silence, going for a walk with God and saying, okay, I'm here, Lord. I'm available. 
I love you and I'm available. Use me for your purposes and plans. And when I started doing that every single day, man, the things that didn't make sense began to make sense. See, all the mysteries of the universe and all the mysteries of your life will become um, revealed to you in that alone time in the presence of God. There's nothing that replaces that. So when we get in that alone time, money can't have us because God has us. You know what I mean? When I've been in the presence with God every single day, I know the language of heaven. And I, when I leave that presence and I go out into the real world and something comes at me, an opportunity, I can hear the music underneath. If it don't sound like that presence of God that I just came from, I know that's not the deal for me. I don't care how much money I can make. In. If I don't hear that music, if I don't hear that language of heaven behind that opportunity, then I know it's not for me. Right. But I'm not going to be able to hear that music. I'm not going to be able to see those things if I'm not spending time alone with God every single day. This is what protects us from what they call the prosperity, God, the evils of prosperity, right? And of course, love, man. We got to love our neighbor, love our community, love our brother and sister. If we stay in love, man, the evils cannot get their, their grasp on us. And the giving aspect, man, we got to give. The more we give, the less money has control over us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that's why God put the tithing in there. It's not that God needs our money. We need to give so that money don't have us. Yeah. Right. And the way to prove that is we're able to give freely, lovingly with a with a God fearing, loving heart and give that way, man. And then we are we're we're, we're building the kingdom the way it was designed to be built. Come right? on. Right. That's what. I'm, so that's that's the response, man, that people I'm like, yes, hear that. Like re rewind that, Billy, because that like is a clip and he's a ring, ring, ring for the Kingdom of podcast relationship with Christ. Right. Love for others radical generosity man let that be unleashed right. from the power of greed but here's the thing with all those things to truly love someone a homeless person is to put food on their table or clothes on their back to be mm -hmm. generous it takes profit financial mm -hmm. freedom time right i know a lot of people you like they want to be able to give up their time they can't because they work 60 70 hours a week just to put food on their own table Right. And so, dude, this this is this is right. what I, I love chatting about, man. This is literally why we started the show. So you're, you're speaking our language, man. I'm sorry to interrupt, but you just, you know, we're getting yeah, yeah. we're just feeding. You. God is good. God is good, man. God is good. And, and, you know, he there's too many verses that that prove that, you know, prosperity is not the curse, man. For anyone saying prosperity is cursed, they hadn't been broke. They hadn't been in poverty. If you've been in poverty, then you see the real curse. You see the real curse of, of the enemy in poverty. It's not in prosperity, but the heart, it's the heart that determines it, you can be in poverty with the right heart and you can be in prosperity in the right heart. And it, that's what really dictates your situation is where the heart is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Jesus said that. Remember, he's, like when they were talking about the food, it's not what goes in you that defiles you, what, what comes out, man, it's the heart. So we got to constantly, constantly be examining ourselves. You know, where's my heart? What are the... What are the flaws on the inside of me that I need to address? What are the things that I'm, you know, the thinking processes and belief systems that I have that aren't aligned with the word that are holding me back or preventing me from being useful to the kingdom? And when we have these, these, you know, religious ideas and not truth ideas, there's a difference, right? Religion has imparted on things of us that are not actually in the word. We've accepted, we've heard it so many times in church, we believe it's in the word, but it's not actually in the word if you examine it. So what we have to do is like the Bereans in the Bibles, they said everything that um, the disciples would, or apostles would say they would go back to the word to check and see if it was in there. 
right? And that's what we have to do. Even when we're in church, somebody, the pastor could be up there saying something, and, and, and me included. If I come on and I say something to you and it's not in the word, disregard it. The word comes first, right? So we can be in church and somebody's saying something, but we still need to go back to that word and confirm that that's right there in scripture. Otherwise, we, we, we're subject and vulnerable to go astray. You know, and that's why I say a long time, that one-on-one -on -one time, and then staying in that word and making sure every idea, every thought, every belief system we have is of God and not of the enemy. So, Billy, I want to get back to this idea of greatness, man. You know, and I, I'm sitting here watching, I, you know, one of my favorite series is this, uh, you know, the, the Michael Jordan last season series. And I watched that. Oh, yeah. Man, and I just like sometimes I cry because like it's just so inspiring <laughs> like i literally yeah, is, like man. my wife's like watching this again i'm like yeah it's just like this is like that's right my meditation right. and and right. but here's the thing and i always ask her and i'm we talking about this the other night and watching it again and i'm like i you know why i love sports and competition is because it's easy to go out there and say i'm going to dominate with my will on on the court Mm -hmm. Like Michael Jordan could show up and just dominate because he had phenomenal will, right? Mm -hmm. And he had incredible skill too that he had developed. Right. I don't always find that so, in, and I know that drives in me and that drives in so many people, but yet I find it hard to uh, translate that into business entrepreneurship. And I'm curious, man, like this greatness you're talking about, how do we, how do we take this? Right. Most of us grew up in sports and whatnot, and then translate this into life and into business. How does this begin to come out? We have to identify what's important in the business, right? The basics. You know, what is greatness? If you look at it under a microscope, man, it's really just the basics um, consistently done at a high level, consistently executed at a high level, the basics. And that's what we call greatness. You know, some of the videos I've, I've said this before that, you know, the greats don't need to run trick plays. They'll beat you all day long with the basics. It's like Vince Lombardi. He had one play, that tall sweep. We're going to run to the left. We're going to pull the guard and ain't nothing. You know it's coming, but we go, we practiced it so many times. Every person on this side of the field knows who their man is <laughs> and they practice blocking and we're going to run it to death until we get three Super Bowls and there's nothing you could do about it, right? Business is, you know, pretty much the same way. You come into business, there's certain things that govern business, right? You know, value, how much value. If, you, if you're always chasing value, like how do I add more value? How do I add more value? How do I add more value? You're always going to be on the right path. Your mind is always going to be looking at the right things. Man. You know, today, too many people are chasing money instead of value. You know, if we chase adding value, money comes and stalks us. Money will chase us down. Money will come, lay, and bow at the feet of anybody who's adding value to the world. And we see this over and over. The, the Jeff Bezos, the, the Mark Zuckerbergs, the Elon Musk, these guys are adding massive value to massive amounts of people, leveraging their gifts and talents to, to, to the masses. Therefore, prosperity, success, money, resources comes and follows the value. This is why these guys have that next level of, of resources because they're adding massive amounts of value. And anybody that comes along with an idea that can execute, that adds value, for instance, Lyft, DoorDash, whatever, right? These people will say, hey, there's a need for that. There's a value for that. Why don't we do that? Why don't we provide that? Step in the gap and fill that. Money comes and chases them down, man. So if we understand the principles and the basics, just like in football, um, my dad used to say, it's blocking and tackling. I don't care what play you run, it's blocking and tackling. If you don't block, it don't work. If you don't tackle on defense, it don't work. You could be in the right position. You could run the trick plays all day. But if you don't hold the ball and you fumble, or if you can't catch the pass, the basics, right? So business is the same way, just finding out the basics in your field, whatever that is, 
and dominating at doing those things, right? Just figuring out every single day, what is it that, that, that makes this thing go and making sure that you're, you know, that's where your attention is. Wow. That's, that, and you know, it's interesting, man. I think when you say the basics, I heard this the other day, listen to a billionaire talk. And you see like, you know, when you, when you start to get bored at something in business, mm. that's when you should really lean in because mm -hmm. that's when you're just starting right. to really master it. And I feel that's like right. me, and I'll be honest with you, I know this is me, man. I get bored of something. I'm like, all right, what's next? And uh -huh. the reality is that I'm just, right. that's the basics that you're talking right. about that I got to learn to master, lean in because that's where I can really begin to dominate, dominate. And instead of like, no, let me just go try this new thing over here. Right. And so that right, really does right. speak to me, man, in a, in a lot of ways. I mean, I mean, think of Apple, man, they, they perfected the iPhone, man, and just dominated this one thing. And they run the world from that really one device. There's other devices that they have, but man, they dominate in this one thing and they do it better than anyone on the touchscreen and, and all this. And, and man, just that one thing and being able to dominate in that one area has caused you know, them to be so successful. I remember reading this story um, from John Madden. You know, I was talking about Vince Lombardi, the great coach, and he won three Super Bowls. When he was young, uh, John Madden went to a Vince Lombardi coaching camp, right? So all these coaches came to hear um, Vince Lombardi all day. It was like an eight-hour meeting, right? And he was going to teach them coaching. So Madden gets there, and he says the whole eight hours, all Vince Lombardi did was teach him one play. That talk sweet that they had won the Super Bowl. They read for eight hours. He said that's all they went over. He was expecting to learn all these different, you know, uh, trick stuff and, and formations and all that. Vince just got there and said this one thing. We're going to learn. We're going to master this. We're going to be better at doing this than anyone else. You know, and, and that kind of set the tone, you know, for me. Same thing with Steve Jobs when he came back to Apple, you know, after getting fired. Apple had, you know, 30-something products that they, they were, you know, investing in and, and delivering to the market. Steve looked at all of them and said, listen, man, we only got really four good products here that we can dominate in. We need to get rid of all those other ones and stick to what we can do. And we can't be number one or number two in the marketplace of this thing. We need to get out of it. So yes. first thing he did was slash all of that stuff, the 28 other products, and said, these four right here, we will be number one in. And that's what he did. And that's how he turned that company around. So in business, it's the same thing. What can I be the best at? You know, how, you know, what's the one thing that I can be anyone else at doing my gift, my talent, my passion, and how can I package it up in a way that I can be number one at this one thing? Simplify. You know, a lot of times today, we, like you said, they're getting bored and all that. We got to simplify, lean in, and continue doing the things that, that make greatness come alive. You know, in the music business, um, being a music um, producer and songwriter. I wrote songs and produced and recorded every single day. But I had to learn a business principle about the music business, right? This, the manager I had, he taught me because just like you, I would get bored. Like, you know, three weeks in, I cut a song, you know, like three weeks and I've been jamming it. I like it. I'm bored of that. I want to do the next song, right? Every night I'm recording a new song. That's the song. Like, I'm always to push this to the radio. And, you know, most people that weren't successful in music business did not stay on a record long enough. Like they might have a hit record, but they would jump to the next record. Like they'd put that out for one month and get bored of that record and then release another record and never give that first record time to catch on. The man, my manager told me, he's like, listen, we're going to take this record you did 
And for the next nine months, we ain't doing no other records. Now, you can record all you want, but we're not putting anything out to the market but this record. And we're going to pound it and pound it and pound it till every DJ in this whole state knows this record. And then they'll start playing on the radio. So I thought it was crazy. We had, a, you know, banging heads because I'm the young and dumb guy. And this guy's been in the business for a long time. So he's teaching me wisdom right here. And finally, I gave in. And sure enough, around nine months, exactly what he said. What happened, happened. Everybody started playing the record. Radio stations started popping off and people come say, man, I love your new record. I'm like, man, that record was a year ago. Like, but that's the mentality. Like you said, now, most people don't lean in. They get bored of doing the thing that's going to take them there. They don't want to do it long enough or they want to come off that one play and run 30 plays and do 30 plays halfway instead of that one that they're the master of. You know what I mean? Like Vince Lombardi, he had the one play that they mastered. Other people run 30 different plays, but they're not really... They're not really, uh, you know, executing on any of them. They got 30 plays, but not executing any of them. Yeah. So my thing here is not how many products you have or how many plays you, you know, you're running, but how many are you actually executing at the highest level? Mm. You know, that's, that's the question. And that's so good, man. Like that Steve Jobs really hit home. Like how much can you really be number one at? Like being number one is hard. To be right. number one at more than one thing is extremely right. hard. And to be number right. one at multiple things it, it is virtually impossible. And so right. I think, man, that's like, dude, talking about being great and being great in business, like for this audience, that is, I mean, dude, to share a little bit now, we're just kind of chatting here. Like this podcast show is a great example of that. I recorded about 70 episodes and got bored. And was like, and I just did, it wasn't like, I didn't think it was working very much. And so I was like, well, let me go try some other stuff. And then what I realized is I, I cut off like my best flow of leads and all of a sudden I'm like, well, dang, now I'm getting like, what, what right, am I doing? Right, right. You know? And I realized, oh, dang, I cut off my main arm and right. uh, had to get reinvigorated to realize, no, this podcast, I got, I am not excellent. I'm not dominating the podcast scene yet. I haven't even scratched the surface of podcasting Mm. yet. Like, right. I'm just, I I need to lean in to this. This When I learned to get repetition and rhythm to this. Mm. And so, um, that's so relevant, man, to even, even this show that people are listening to, right? Of like, I guess I need to do season two and probably season three. Right. Right. The first quote in my book, man, I, I say success is a marathon of consistency walked out one day at a time. It's doing that thing over and over and over and over. Just like my, my manager promoted that record every single day for nine months until they cracked. You know what I mean? And, and same thing here with the motivation, man. I put out um, uh, a motivational video. Here's, what, here's how I started. I brought that, that, that uh, formula over here when I, when I got into motivation. I'm going to put out a video every Sunday from now on. And now it's been, I think we're up to 250 something plus videos. I haven't missed one week in four something plus years. Every Sunday or Monday, we drop in that Monday motivation. Like we've, we've tried different times for, you know, modifications and algorithms and trying to prove that, but we have not varied from the consistency. Right. And when numbers don't go, it, it's tempting. Like you say, sometimes you want to get bored with it or you don't see the results coming. You don't see the momentum. That's like you said before, that's when you got to stay on it, because what you do is if you buy into the emotions or your eyes, you'll lose it. man. you have to buy into the process and know that if I keep setting myself on fire, the world will eventually come see me burn. So we just have to get up every single day and keep pounding and pounding and perfecting that crowd. Keep adding value and it'll catch on. 
it'll catch on. Most, like you said, most people jump ship. They, they could have been successful. They got bored or didn't believe or whatever it was and lost focus. I say this at the seminars, man, broken focus is the number one reason for failure. If you stay focused on something long enough, you can achieve it, you can build it, you can do it. But the moment you get distracted, your dream is vulnerable to collapse and it's vulnerable to abortion. You know what I mean? You've got to stay focused on the things that, that you're trying to do and continue to pound. Now, we can modify, we can improve, and we can get better at that thing, and we can evolve. And we don't have to necessarily, like you're talking about, a podcast. It doesn't have to stay the same, like you're doing the exact routine every single time. But you can evolve that and improve that and all that. But the consistency, the adding value needs to be, you know, something that never varies and never changes. You just keep pounding until that thing breaks. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. It's a good caveat, man, that it's, you know, there there's room to innovate, to optimize, mm -hmm. to even pivot, right. but it doesn't right. mean you just give up, right? And and do that. Right. If that if that's not the essence of an entrepreneur, I don't, right. I don't, right. I don't know what is, man. Um, wow. Billy, I don't even know give how that we've got like this. We've just eaten up an hour, man. I mean, this is not been everything that I've hoped it was going to be. There might be something else we want to talk about, but I want to give you a chance, man. Like, um, where can people find you, listen to your stuff? I know you're on a tour right now. Talk about that mm -hmm. and just, um, I, I don't know if you'll still be on that when this releases, but where do people go, man, to, to hear more of your content and continue to, to, to watch your journey? Okay. Well, first thing they need to do is go to YouTube and put in Billy Allsbrook, subscribe to the channel. I got 250 plus videos on there. They're all free. So no matter where you're at it, maybe you don't have money, whatever, you can put these things on, man, it, it's free. You can, you can just crank that knowledge up, crank that motivation, that inspiration. You can you can pour it in all single day, you know? And the thing about the, the videos, as you mentioned earlier, every single thing that I discuss on these videos and teach about success and greatness is rooted somewhere in the word. And I go back and point it out. Hmm. Like, if, like, for instance, we're talking about vision, right? Like entrepreneurs got to have vision, right? That's one of the key principles that I teach at my seminars, vision. Okay, where in the word is that? My people perish for a lack of vision, right? A business, when it loses its vision, is subject to perishing. When a marriage loses its vision, its, it's reason for being here is subject to collapsing. Right. Where there is no vision, the people perish, man. So I, I take every single uh, step and principle that I do and I bring it back to the word, man. So you get the motivation, you get the inspiration and you get the, the biblical teaching all tied together in one package. And you can get that on YouTube. Now, as far as the book and the seminars and other things I'm doing, you can go to blessedandunstoppable.com. That's got everything on there. Once you go there, you can see all my social media links. Uh, the, the clothing line, the books, you know, the tour dates and everything like that. I've got 40 tour dates, man, that we we going around the globe. You know, we we hitting uh, Europe this year. We're going to, to London, Paris, Rome, Toronto, wow. and, and all the major cities in the U.S., man, from, from New York, Chicago, L.A., Atlanta, San Francisco. Have you ever done Houston. international tour before? This is the first time we're going off, off the U.S., man. Is this First time we're going off the US. Un blessed unstoppable tour? Are you doing this with someone, or what's this? No, this is blessed. This is all blessed and unstoppable, man. God, God made us the head and not the tail, above, not below. So we we committed this tour to Him. It's all Him, and and that message is is untainted. That way, you know, sometimes when we partner with with others, man, sometimes that'll get in the way of of maybe doing what God wants us to do. We have to, you know. You know, partner with other people and stuff like that. So this message here with this tour, it's all God. It's blessed and unstoppable. When you go, you know what you're getting. It's going to be rooted in the word. We're not going to water it down. We're not going to sugarcoat it. We're going to bring it the way God intended for it, to, you know, to be delivered. 
and we're going to help people find them. We're going to go out in the world and tell people that God still moves. And we're going to show them, as, as you mentioned so many times here today, how to unlock that greatness that's on the inside of them. They say, well, you know, why should I be great? Greatness is in you because greatness made you, man. Amen. Greatness made you. There's nothing lukewarm about God. So ain't nothing in your life should be lukewarm. Where there's no fire, you need to in your life, you need to examine that situation. Whatever area of your life is not on fire, you need to re-examine and say, Lord, show me the truth in this area. Set this part of my life on fire so that I can be in line with you. And, and that's that's how uh, you know I approach everything, man. It just gotta be on fire. If I ain't on, if I'm not passionate about it, man, I don't want to do it. You know, I mean, I know there's, there's some things. Like, for instance, when you go work out, you know, it's not always fun to do sit-ups and it starts hurting. I understand those kind of things, but I'm passionate about where I'm going enough to, to overcome the things that aren't fun. The, the ultimate objective is, you know, I'm on fire for that, whatever that is. You know? That's good because I wouldn't say I just love podcasting. You know, I, I don't love doing but I I love the vision of where this has taken us, who it's allowing me to meet, what it's building the community that it's growing that overcomes the 12 podcast shows you record in a day or whatever it is right that right. that's that's gold man it's the same thing i don't go to the gym because i just love waking up in the morning and hitting them weights man but yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that's what ronnie coleman said everybody wants to be big but nobody wants to lift those heavy ass weights man and that's the that's reality right. his vision his that's goal right. is way bigger and, I say uh, this. I say this on a video. Success is available to everybody, but not everybody's willing to pay the price. Mm -hmm. You can't buy greatness with Bitcoin. You can only purchase it with the currency of blood, sweat, and tears. Charge it to the grind. That's how we got to do it, brother. God is good. Guys, God Dr. Good. Billy Osbrook, this has been absolutely next level, world class, as we promised. Make sure you go find this brother on YouTube. Go to blessingunstoppable.com to see his world tour. Brother, I might be showing up in Rome, man. We'll be out there like, Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Do you speak Italian? You just going to come on? Like, do you, you get nah, a translator nah. for this? <laughs> nah, nah. They speak English there. Most, they most got all the, over there. Yeah, well, Paris, listen. London, Rome, they speak English. I'm so grateful to have you, man. Seriously, this has been absolute blessing and a lot, a lot of fun to have you here today. Man, it's an honor, man. I, I appreciate you for having me on, man. I know God is, is going to continue to bless you and, and, and widen your tent, increase your influence across the world for his plans, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much for the way that you've inspired, even grounded me today and what it means to be great in order to be a blessing for others. Guys, um, I, I just, I'm so grateful for our listeners of this show. I want to invite you in to continue to be part of this process of bringing and finding great guests like Dr. Dr. Billy Osbrook with us, I ask you, go take a screenshot of this episode. If someone needs to hear this message today, and you know your friends out there, you know the people that are sitting in the pews beside you, that they too have heard that voice of like, I, I don't know if I can be great. I don't know if I should be great. I don't know if people are going to say if I am going to aspire to greatness. They need to hear this, man. Like, be part of this vision and message that Billy and I are speaking. Kingdom Our Podcast, Blessing Unstoppable. Do your part. Take a screenshot, share this on social media, and let somebody know, hey, this episode changed my life. Go check this out for us. Um, so, guys, appreciate you. Thanks so much for your support. We'll see you next week. Amen. Hey, just because the show's over doesn't mean the journey is. Listen, if you are a faith-driven real estate professional or investor, then you'll want to go to the kingdom rei.com to learn about our mastermind if you're interested in investing alongside me 
in alternative investments like multifamily apartment complexes, then head to ellishammond.com to learn more about that. Cheers.